The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I said a story before that there was someone here in this shul, and we were one time talking about it, like it always happens when a rabbi tells, says over a story that uh, you go off track and you start talking about different things. So I was saying a story about how gambling is a very bad thing. And I threw in, by the way, you should know, it's not so simple at all because Maram Bet Yosef holds any form of gambling whatsoever is asur. Misachik bekuvia, the Mishnah and Sanhedrin tells us any person that engages in these type of rolling the dice as a game, as a profession, is pasul edut. Says Beit Yosef. It's not just a profession, it's any time. This is not what a Jew does. Asur gamur. However, the Ramah writes if it's a cry, you happen to be doing it, then it's okay. So I mentioned this, and I said, it goes without saying, going to these disgusting casinos where it's a place that a Jew should never belong in, that goes without saying, and going to cities that are known for that, that for sure is Asur. I don't know where people are. I'm going for conventions, I'm going for that. Why? Who? What? Who told you you're allowed to do that? What, where are people getting this from? So anyways, I said, according to Maram Beit Yosef, it's Asur. Guy comes over and he goes, Rabbi, come on, really? Asur? You know that... I, <laughs> A lot of your salary, Rabbi, comes from me. Uh, I give a lot of uh, donations to the show, so you gotta, you gotta, gotta give some credibility. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good guy when it comes to, you know, r- hustling and running the table, Rabbi. Come on. I was like, no, Madam Beit Yosef, hold it's asur, it's asur. I said, and if you believe that a person a person gets the amount that is destined for them, you're gonna get that money regardless. He rolls his eyes. He goes, come on, Rabbi. Really? Seriously? You believe that? I said, absolutely, I believe that. So, okay, you're a rabbi, so you're paid to believe that. Come on, me. A regular guy? Seriously? Come on. Really, Rabbi? I said, let's do the following thing. Now, I got this from my Rabbi. It's not Yeshua Sovetar. My Rabbi, Rabbi Sol Brog, he says this, that if you have real conviction and you pray to Borei Olam, I'm not doing this for my kavod, I'm doing it for your kavod, Kadosh Baruch Please answer in the schut of that, that this person should have a schut to see this. So I said to the person the following, I said, tell me, how much money are you trying to gamble for? Like, what's your goal? Like, if you got X number, you're like, okay, the Miami Vice life that I have is completely done. I'm going to hang up the jersey. I'm stopping right here. It, we're calling it a day right now. What's, what's the, tell me a number. There's got to be a number. I mean, she so says to me, a million dollars. All right, come on, really, a million dollars. Seriously, a million dollars? I says, all you need is for you or your wife or your siblings or your children to slip and be like, oh, you heard, we're millionaires. All you need is one person to know that you're a millionaire and then suddenly, that's when the knocking starts. You have cousins you never heard about, friends you didn't know about, institutions that you one time, yeah, they benefited you and you didn't have a chance to reciprocate. Now they cash again, you're a millionaire. I said, why would you want that? Why would you want to be a millionaire? Because Rabbi, you're a smart man. Good point. I don't want to be a millionaire. I said, okay, so give me a number. He's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking. He goes, okay, I got a number. I'm like, what's the number? He says, $300,000. Okay, $300,000. So I said to the person in the following, I said, I promise you that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu decides that you're really going to get the three hundred k you are going to have that. It's going to happen. But don't do it illegally. Just pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem. You know I want $300,000. It's not uh, too much of a thing for you. To me. I, uh, that, that, I want to be comfortable. I need that cushion. So please give me 300 k Okay. Fine. A few months later, I got a phone call from this guy. This guy's screaming on the phone. Rabbi Silva, what did you do? Like, what did I do? Said, Rabbi Silva, what did you do? I'm like, what happened? 
He's like, Rabbi, remember this story with the 300,000? Yeah. Rabbi, you're not going to believe this story. I'm like, what? He says, I had this really, I'm changing the name. So he said, I had this really weird Uncle Melvin. Uncle Mel was the weirdest guy. He was just, just weird. He's such a strange fellow. He would come every single winter. He was a snowbird. Him and his wife, Nellie, they would come all the time. And they only had one son, Simon. And they would come. And they were just so strange. No one got along with him. Completely antisocial. They just, no one liked them. And I felt bad for, you know, he's my uncle. My uncle, my aunt, and my cousin, and cousin Simon. I, I, I want, you know, they're my family. I, you know, you can't pick your family. So whenever they would come to Miami, I would spend time with them. My aunt didn't even know this. But when Uncle Melvin passed away, before he passed away, he wrote a will. And in his will, he wrote the following. He said, I have a number of assets in this and this place to be liquidated by my lawyer. And he obviously appointed an attorney for that. And he says, it shall be divided equally between the three people who meant everything to me in my life. And they are my wife, my dear son Simon, and he says, and me, his nephew. Now, when I heard the lawyer calling me up, I'm like, okay, come on. Like, how much money did weird Uncle Mel leave me, right? Rabbi, he left over $900,000 divided by three. Exactly 300K. So when I said this story over to people, somebody comes over and goes, Rabbi Silva, you know what you did. I'm like, no, what did I do? He's like, Rabbi, you killed Uncle Melvin. <laughs> I don't know if I killed Uncle, I don't know if I killed Uncle Melvin, but, but, but the point is, you have to believe this. You have to say, this is gonna happen. It's going to really happen. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend, storiestoinspire.org.